Hey everybody, welcome to another Baseball America podcast. I'm Kyle Glazer. Very happy to be joined today by a very special guest, Clark Chris, the National Junior College cross-checker for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, we brought Clark on because he's been the signing scout for a lot of really impressive players uh, in his 40 years in professional baseball as a player, manager, and a scout. He signed Kenny Lofton. He oversaw the signing of Albert Pujols as a cross-checker. And we're bringing him on today because he was the signing scout for Tommy Pham, who obviously just had a very successful postseason run with the Rays. Clark, going back a couple years to 2006, you're scouting the Las Vegas area, and Tommy Pham is considered the best player in Nevada that year. He was a two-way player, a pitcher, and a hitter. Um, but seeing a player that you like and getting to, okay, I want this player in our organization and I'm willing to pay over slot to potentially make it happen, that's a pretty big jump. What did you see in Tommy as an amateur that made you feel like this was someone you wanted to bring into the Cardinals organization? Yeah. Um, you know, first of all, I was notified from the uh, the uh, part-time scout, Manny Girl, who told me about the kid. And Tommy was kind of up my alley. He was had a lot of tools uh he could really run he could throw he had bad speed uh he had a good body good athletic build and that's kind of the foundation that you're kind of on a position player you're working off of he was playing shortstop at the time but i thought he'd have to move but when you go to see a player um for me the, the running speed and the athleticism just really stands out to me and that's what stood out to me on tommy was his athletic uh, athleticism uh, he kind of monitored it. his game was kind of like uh, he tried to look like Derek Jeter, and he did look like him quite a bit. But uh, uh, you know, he just was an exciting player even back then. Um, you know, he could throw 93, 94 off the mound, uh, but he was typically for me he was a position player, and, and I I didn't like I felt he was more of an outfielder than he was an infielder just because of his arm stroke. I didn't think it worked at the in the infield, but. So they moved in the outfield where he kind of blossomed. You mentioned the the 93-94 off the mound. It's interesting. Going back and looking at some of the old reports, there were some teams that appeared who did like him as a pitcher. Um, seeing that, I mean, was there any consideration for that for you, or was he an outfielder straight away? Yeah, I, I didn't. Uh, you know, at the time, I was looking for him what he would value us right now, and I thought as a position player he had the tools to do that. Now, maybe in the back of my mind at the time, you know, hey, if it doesn't work out, we can put him on the mound, you know, and, and see what it works out there. But I I really, I only wrote him up as a position player, did not write him up as a, as a, as a pitcher. I just saw him as a position player. You mentioned the athleticism, ball really jumped off his bat. There were some teams who considered him a potential top five rounds talent. Not He wasn't a top of the class guy first or second round, but he was considered the best player in Nevada, top five rounds. He ended up falling to the 16th round. Some of that was signability issues. You eventually gave him $325,000, which was the same you guys gave your third rounder that year. What was that like when, you, when a guy like that who falls and you're trying to gauge the signability, what convinces you to pull the trigger and, and pay this guy over slot? Uh, I think it's... It- you know, in conversation with them, you, re- you realize the seriousness of it. And a lot of times kids don't really start to really get serious about it until the draft day. You know, they, they got all the dreams of what's going to happen. And all of a sudden, here it is like right in front of you. And you have to make a decision. Do you want to go to college? Do you want to sign? 
And I think with the amount of money that we gave him and scholarship and stuff like that kind of helped the, helped the decision for him to make it, you know, for him to fall to the 16th round was, was, was fantastic, you know, that, that we could get that kind of caliber player in the 16th round. And, um, you know, it, it's, you know, he was, he had the tools, you know, it was just a matter of, you know, at that time we, we'd done our homework on him. We'd had him at our workouts and I'd done his signability and I spent a lot of time with him. And, um, and I think it was, there was also, there was always a little bit of fear that he might go to Fullerton and, uh, that there would be some, you know, is, is, is he really going to sign? But as we got closer in the draft and we started to realize he's going to sign. So we were able to pull the trigger and, and get it done. So obviously you believed in him when you signed him. Um, we see a lot of young players come up and, you know, especially nowadays get to the big leagues, you know, two, three, four years after they are drafted. Tommy had a much, much, much longer path. You drafted him in 2006. He did not make his major league debut until 2014. He did not become really an everyday player until 2017, 11 years after he was drafted. As a signing scout, you guys live and die so much with seeing how the guys you sign perform. What was that like for you? Was it nerve-wracking seeing a guy you signed struggle as much as he did early, take as long as he was taking? Just what, what was that like for you? Yeah, I, I think because we knew the talent was there, but I, I the, the people don't realize how many injuries he he had during that time. I mean, he would just get going, and he, and they weren't injuries that he was out for a week or ten days. It was he was out for months at times, and so he never really got his foot, you know, get, got his footing, and and so finally, you know, when they take eleven years like that I, I i give credit to like the cardinals and people like that those organizations that that stay with the kid because he has tools and they'll stay with tools most guys will but i also give the kid the credit because he persevered you know there are many times probably during that time that you, can, you know he could have walked away and said you know well this is too hard i mean i'm spending most of my young life trying to chase this dream and it keeps keeps every time i get a taste of it it's it's i get hurt or something happens to me so i give a lot of credit to tommy you know that that he was able to persevere and grind as we call them grinders you know i signed a kid named seth mayas green that just got the biggest year and i signed him back in 2012 and he, he got eight years you know he was eight years in the minor league so it, it's i give a lot of credit to the kid you know that that he believed in himself that it, it was eventually going to happen and that i would that they that he'd be able to show his ability and do it at the on the biggest stage in the world and you know Tommy took care of this when he got up there finally he showed him I mean he showed what his he had value and this guy's got some special bat you know and there's there's something to this guy so I you know his opportunity came and he took advantage of it and and showed them what he was what he could do so uh, that's that says a lot about him too you know because some guys get a chance and they they basically don't do it. And they, they're back down in the minor leagues, or they're they're bouncing around again. But you have to take on that opportunity when it comes, and and Tommy jumped on that. And that says a lot about his makeup. Yeah, you mentioned all the injuries and the performance those first couple years, uh, really from 2006 all the way up through 2010. So his first four years in the minors, 2006, 2007, 2008, 2009, every single year he hit under 240. Uh, on base percentage was barely 300. Slugging percent wasn't great either. He, he showed some home runs uh, in 2008, but I mean, for the most part, it was it was a rough performance. Even when he was healthy, uh, he did manage to stay healthy a, a chunk of 08 and 09. As the signing scout, 
when you see that level of struggles that early, what is that like for you? You know, do you start to question, okay, did I get this wrong? Uh, <laughs> I, I think we go through that a little bit, you know, but as long as I've been in it, you realize don't give up on the kid. You know, that, that, that you signed him for a reason and there's there's something that, that's going to shine at some point or that thing you like is going to show up at some point. So you never really give up. Uh, you realize it's, that the odds are getting less that 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 might happen. Uh, but you just much like the kid, like Tommy, he never gave up, you know, and, and kind of with Tommy, he has he has an incredible work ethic. You know, and this is, you know, I signed him in 2006 and I left uh, St. Louis and went to the Reds. So I wasn't around him during his time, but I, I could see it from afar and talk to the coaches, talk to the people and find out about him. And everything that came about him was, came back to me about him was, is his work ethic. He worked diligently at his craft. You've always got a chance that, that if you work that hard, that you're, you got a you got a shot. Chris Duncan was the same way. A kid in St. Louis, he just, he just willed himself to the big leagues because he's going to work outwork everybody to get there. And I think Tommy had that same kind of passion and and a little bit of a uh, little bit of a chip that I'm going to show you. I'm going to do this. I'm going to I'm going to be who I think I am, and I'll show you someday. And so he always had that little bit of he always had that edge, and uh, I think that's what helped him persevere and, and get through the tough tough times. The injury. and and he never he never gave up on himself. You mentioned that chip on his shoulder. I mean, Tommy came from a, a very difficult background situation. His mom was 17 when she had him and his twin sister. Dad was in jail uh, for all intents and purposes. Was raised by a single mother. When you're scouting a, a teenager, how do you kind of assess, okay, which way is this going to go? Well, I, I think, first of all, it's his work ethic and how he goes about it. A chip can be, for me, can be looked at two different ways. A chip can be a motivating factor. It, it also says that the kid cares, you know, that, that I'm going to show you. And he cares. He wants to look good. And he wants to do well. So it may rub other people the wrong way, that he's a little cocky or he... You know, uh, if you're so good, why don't you show us, you know, why don't you show it by your batting average or show it by, you know, what you're doing. But I think chips are, I mean, I look back at my play. I had a chip on my shoulder. I was bound and determined to show people that to separate myself from just the norm and and be, and be a good player. So uh, I know what it's like to work, to kind of have that. I, I mean, I, still, I do that. I mean, even scouting. I mean, you're always trying to, you're trying to bet, you know, to, to do well and, and sign a big leaguer and, and, and just separate yourselves and say, Hey, look, you know what? I do have an idea of what I'm doing. And I think guys that have chips can be a motivating factor or with, it can also, a chip can be all of a sudden he's not doing well. And all of a sudden he puts his head down. Everybody hates me. Nobody likes me. I never get a shot. But I don't think Tommy did that. I think he just kept persevering and using that chip as a, a motivating factor. It didn't didn't show up on the field as far as how he hustled or didn't get down the line or didn't shape, you know go after a ball or or whatever it means. You know he never he never did that. And I think it, you can't let chips. If you have a chip and it and it distracts your ability to play and you you feel like you're being treated unfairly, um, I think that could be a hindrance. That could be that could that could destroy a player. 
Yeah, and, and it's interesting seeing which way the chip goes. Uh, you know, one of the things that stands out is he always got good grades in school. Uh, you mentioned the chip. You saw him really continue to, to have that fire, if you will, up through the minors. Uh, you mentioned injuries. He had shoulder injuries, wrist injuries. Uh, eventually, a degenerative eye condition was found, and that was one of the reasons for his struggles. But you know, he kept going. Uh, again, it just you know bears repeating. He was in the minors for eight years or eight seasons, I should say, before he got a shot. You know, a lot of times that the player gives up by then, or a lot of times the organization will give up on a player sure. after you know prior to eight minor league seasons. Absolutely, yeah, because we're bringing in players all the time, you know. But I I still believe that you know a guy like Tommy had the tools that he had. They're not easily replaced, and I think you realize that as a, as an organization that I just can't like find another one like this every day you know so when you get us we get a guy with those kind of tools and and drive um, you think about you know guys that get the big leagues really quick you know and there are some guys that get there quick and um, you know god bless them. i'm glad they did but there are some kids that have to go through the grind and earn their stripes and and go through the ups and downs and the battles of the everyday play i mean when they decide to play professional baseball that's the lifestyle that's what you do you're an everyday that's what your life that's what you do every day you go to the ballpark and you're trying to get better and and you know you got to have that perseverance and and and, and drive uh, to to make it happen uh, you mentioned you were no longer in the cardinals organization uh, by the time tommy made his way to the major leagues but when you heard he did get that first initial call in 2014 eight years after you signed him uh what was that emotion like for you especially given the long journey it had been for him it's, uh, I'll tell you, tell you how I'm, I'm, when you're a scout, you have all these ideas of what's going to happen, right? This could happen and this guy could do this and, and this thing's going to happen in the next few years. And, and a lot of times it doesn't <laughs> and, and you, and it, and it fails, but when it happens, it just, it creates a feeling in yourself that you're not crazy, that you do have an idea of what you're looking at and that, that, that your, that your vision can happen. And it, it's very prideful. And, you know, the, talk about the big leaguers, that I, the, the guys that I've signed, the big leaguers. Um, it, it's, a, it's not only prideful for me, but it's prideful for that organization, for all those coaches to help that kid all through the years. It's prideful for, like I always tell people, I didn't get any of these players by myself. I got them through a scouting director, a, a supervisor, or somebody helped me do it. You know, just like Tommy, somebody helped him do this. So it's a it's a work of everybody together. So it's not only prideful for me, which I get my name on him and I go, yeah, I, I signed that guy. But I also know that you have to recognize the whole the whole the whole pie. You know that there was a lot of pieces that had to come together. And uh, you know, it's like Lunau, Jeff Lunau was was scouting director. Chuck Vick was the uh, supervisor, and man, Manny was my part time guy, and I was the area guy. And so it was all of us together making that decision. And so when, when he got there, there were phone calls made, you know, congratulations, you know, hey, he did it, he did it. And that's something I always enjoy doing for other guys that get big leaguers to make sure and give them a call and go, congratulations, because it's a very, it's difficult to get a big leaguer. There's only a certain amount of room up there at the big league level. And to, to get somebody to get there, it just is a, it's a very prideful and, and, and just a good feeling, you know, to know that, that, hey, and then you get to watch them on your TV. You know, hey, there he is. You know, so it's kind of it's kind of fun. And then if they, if they get the playoffs, oh my God, that's a whole nother level. You know, of, of pride. 
you know, you're watching that kid like he's yours, like he's your son, you know. And so it's a, uh, I think that that's the part that I love most about this game is is you know the to be able to have a vision and actually have it work out, and it, it's just a it's a good feeling. You mentioned watching uh, someone let you sign in the postseason like your son. Tommy's very first postseason at bat, the 2015 National League Division Series. Steps up as a pinch hitter and hits a home run. First career right. postseason at bat. Um, I, I mean, I would imagine that moment in particular, given that you guys are trying to sign not just big leaguers, but impact big leaguers who can help teams win World Series. And, and the postseason success is obviously a signature achievement in that. Uh, seeing him have that moment, first postseason home run, uh, just what was that like? Oh, that's, it's a great feeling. You know, and I, and I really, you know, I don't have a real relationship with Tommy. You know, Tommy probably, you know, I signed him in 2006 and I was gone, you know, but, you know, I, I sit there and I don't remember, I, I remember the moment we signed him and, and watched his journey and then to see him do that at the biggest stage on the biggest stage out there uh, just has to be a wonderful feeling for me. And I can only imagine what it feels like for him and his mom and his family and, and what that, what they, what they think about it. Cause I know his mom was always there. I remember when I had lunch with her and him and, and talked to his mom at length and she was a good lady and, and thank God he had a, he had a good positive role model in his, in his life. Seeing the level of success is exciting. Got to the big leagues, had that pinch hit home run the postseason, but it didn't end there. Uh, we saw him uh, finish 11th in MVP voting in 2017. This year for the Rays, he had more than a few big moments, a home run in their wild card win, and then a home run off of Justin Verlander in a game four win at ALDS to help push it to game five. I mean, he's consistently come up in big spots, been a big time performer. You said you like the tools, you like the athlete, there's a lot to like, but did you see this level of player, or is this even beyond your expectations? Uh, you know, I, I think there's certain things you just don't, you know, you just throw it out there, and hopefully, when that happens, you, you know, I don't, I don't think you ever think, well, I'm gonna, he's gonna be hitting a big home run in the World Series or in the playoffs, but, uh, you know, so it's 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 a it's something you want for that player to have happen, uh, but you know, I, I think for Tommy, you know, when he was younger, you know, he he liked the moment. He always liked the, the crucial moment, and, and that says a lot about his personality and why he, why he has a little bit of a chip or whatever. I mean, he doesn't want to be just be he doesn't want to be just good. He wants to be great, you know. He wants to be people know who you who he is, and uh, you know. So when they get in those, they lock in in those moments. And I played with some players that are just absolutely crucial. Where you go. God, I hope he's up in this situation because they, they're so clutch and they just have a tendency to, they have a real knack of, of walking into the situation and, and, and shining in that moment. And uh, it says a lot about the kid. Absolutely. He continues to come up uh, big in big moments. And uh, obviously, it was, a, it was a long, arduous journey for Tommy, but he made it. And uh, I know it was a lot of fun for you to watch. Oh, it's great. It just, uh, you know, for all of them, it's just been a it's been a pleasure for 40 years going on my 41st year and to, to, to watch some of these kids do what they did. It's just really, really cool. You got to pinch yourself sometimes going, wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Absolutely. And like I said, you signed, you, you had a role in signing a future hall of famer in Albert Pujols, uh, I know another guy in Kenny Lofton who, who has a hall of fame case. Uh, but even, you know, though you've signed guys who've become impact big leaders for, for more than 30 years now, I would imagine the feeling never gets old. No, I, you know, I, I, 
trust me, I've been married to the same woman for 39 years, named Leslie, and she keeps me humble. Uh, <laughs> trust me, she keeps me humble. But uh, yeah, I, I, my biggest fans of my life have been my family. They've enjoyed the journey too, and um, and it's just been a, it's it's you know I can't I look back and go you know how fast 40 years went. You know, I mean, here I was a player out of the University of Arizona to coaching and then playing and coaching and then going and getting into scouting. And then, you know, scouting has been a lot of a lot of work, but a lot of fun. You know, I, I'm blessed because I've done something I enjoyed as a child and I've been able to do it for for my whole life. And uh, I know that uh, days that I get upset or I've been on the road too long or whatever, I go, wait a minute. There's other people doing a lot worse than they got a little worst situation you have right now, buddy. So I'm very thankful for what I have. Always uh, very thankful for for baseball. It's been good to me. Absolutely. And your contributions uh, in terms of the players you signed have definitely brought a lot of joy to a lot of people out there. Uh, Clark, thank you so, so much for joining us. And congratulations on, on an incredible career. And we look forward to seeing who you sign next. Okay, buddy. All right. Thank you very much. Once again, that was Clark Chris, the National Junior College cross-checker for the Diamondbacks. Really has had an incredible career. Uh, we mentioned he signed Kenny Lofton. He was a cross-checker who oversaw the signing of Albert Pujols. He signed Mike Leak. He signed Tommy Pham as well. Just an incredible career in baseball for Clark, and very, very happy to have him on to talk a little bit about the process of signing Tommy. Uh, this has been another edition of the Baseball America podcast. Go ahead and give us a review on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever platform you're listening on. We would love to hear from you. Now's a great time to subscribe to Baseball America. We've got Team Top 10s coming out. We have year-end awards coming out. Uh, All the content you could ever want and more, both in the magazine and online. Once again, for Clark Christ, I'm Kyle Glazer. Thanks for listening, everybody. Mm